Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. Broadcasting live from the Treasure Island Sports Club, it's In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, presented by Tequila Embajador. I want to thank you very much for making my day in the sun so memorable. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Friday. We are live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook at the Treasure Island Hotel. Hearing some screams. We just heard some screams. I don't know what was going on over on the casino side, but let's hope somebody won a whole lot of money. Uh, that is my wish for whoever was screaming. It sounded like they were happy. So we're going we're gonna to read some good news uh, into that. We are live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook. You are in the huddle, brought to you by Tequila Inbahudar. This is Raider Nation Radio, the Golden Circle inside the Treasure Island Hotel and Casino. Great food and drink specials, live sports, and horse racing betting. The bar and betting kiosks are open 24 hours here at the Golden Circle Sportsbook. You know how we roll in Las Vegas. Located right off the casino floor, always free parking at the TI. That's big news. Uh, it's all fun and games at the Golden Circle Sports Book and uh, Bar. Uh, welcome to the show today. We had some breaking news earlier today, uh, and we'll get to that, obviously. Brian Edwards no longer uh, on the Raiders. A little bit of a surprise, but I guess if you dig into it uh, a little bit, maybe not the biggest surprise. The Raiders have loaded up at wide receiver this offseason. Uh, a lot of new faces uh, in that, in that uh, wide receiver room. Uh, and it got a little tight, uh, and so they went out and traded Brian Edwards, got a little something for him, a fifth-round pick. They swapped uh, their seventh-round pick in 2023 uh, with the Atlanta Falcons, got the Falcons' fifth-round pick. I do get the feeling and get the sense that this is the uh, front end of something else, and I'm just going to leave it uh, there. Uh, not to say that everything's going to work out or uh, all plans are going to go uh, accordingly, uh, but this is one of those types of moves where don't be surprised if something else uh, happened on the back uh, end of this. Not uh, suggesting anything. Uh, there is a prominent cornerback uh, out there uh, that's on the uh, free agent market. Could this be, uh, you know, uh, greasing the wheels and making some room uh, to add another player, i.e. a James Bradbury? We're all going to have to wait uh, and see. We've got uh, to that end, uh, we're going to bring in uh, a New York uh, Daily News columnist who covers the New York Giants uh, and try to get the latest on where uh, James Bradbury is. Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News will be in with us at 5.30. And here's the thing. If you're a Raiders fan, the less news you hear about James Bradbury right now, the better. Obviously, uh, him not signing anywhere else, uh, that obviously works out for the better as well. But I say that because we all know that situation, the Raiders situation, the Raiders salary cap situation, and how much money room they have under the salary cap changes dramatically come June 2nd. That is when the contracts of Corey Littleton and Carl Nassib, who are no longer on the roster right now, but their contracts are. Uh, remember, the Raiders designated both of those releases of those veteran players for a June 1st designation. That means that it maximizes the uh, salary cap benefit that they get immediately this year. 
by waiting until June 1st for it to be officially uh, docked from the books. Um, but it means that you can't use that money or that salary cap space, really. It's not really hard money or anything like that. It's just salary cap space. But that's not created. That doesn't officially happen until June 1st. As we've talked about, the Raiders right now are $5 million over the salary cap. Could they get a James Bradbury deal done right now? Well, I mean, I think today's uh, deal, uh, trading away the contract of Brian Edwards, helps a little bit in that regard. Uh, but it would probably still be a little bit on the, on, the, on the tougher side, getting it squeezed in and getting it done right now. However, come June 1st, um, that changes uh, pretty dramatically. But we're going to get into all of that uh, as the show goes on. Again, we're live here at the Golden Circle Sportsbook uh, at the Treasure Island Hotel. We want your call, 702 702- 365-9200. Were you surprised? Uh, I tweeted it out. I forget exactly what time it was, but uh, I was surprised, I'll tell you that, uh, when I got the call and uh, tweeted it out immediately. And, you know, um, Brian Edwards, to me, is uh, still a player with great promise. I think he's only 23 years old. He's only played uh, in the NFL three years. Has had some moments uh, with the Raiders. There's no question about that. Uh, but it was kind of far and few between. There were injuries to start his career uh, back in 2020. Uh, I thought 20, or, uh, yeah, 2021. Uh, he had a, 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 a you know, a, a much better year, obviously, uh, uh, last year. But when you start talking about bringing in uh, Devonte Adams, uh, bringing in, um, uh, you, you've got Demarcus Robinson, uh, who they brought in. Uh, bringing in Keelan Doss, or excuse me, Keelan Doss, Keelan Cole, who they just signed a couple of days ago. Mac Hollins, the veteran wide receiver from the Miami Dolphins. You know, you start adding those veteran, uh, you know, names to this roster, and they all are going to have their own kind of role. They're all going to be able to, especially in Mac Hollins' case, uh, compete for time, or actually not even compete for time. He's going to be a special teams guy. Uh, there's no doubt about it. That's one of the uh, strengths that he brings to this uh, equation. Um, you know, when you start looking at that, Devontae Adams, Demarcus Robinson, Keelan Cole, uh, Mac Hollins, Hunter Renfro, obviously, the slot wide receiver. Behind all of those guys, Dylan Stoner, uh, Trey Turner is on the roster. Tyron Johnson is still on the roster. Uh, DJ Turner uh, is still here. Justin Hall, um, a, uh, a, a, a rookie player that they uh, have brought in to get a look-see at. So that, that wide receiver room was getting crowded. We've talked about that before. Um, sometimes you strengthen a strength, uh, and then you're dealing with from a position of strength. And, you know, uh, instead of just letting somebody go, you go out and get something for him. And I think Brian Edwards, uh, I wouldn't if he goes and, and has a nice career for himself uh, and puts up some nice numbers uh, in Atlanta. And I know Raider Nation, if that happens, you know, you might freak out. You hate to see a good young player, promising young player, go someplace else. Uh, and, and do his thing, but be happy for him if he does. Uh, I think the Raiders are okay right now with where their wide receiver room is, and maybe they're going to be able to use whatever money uh, they're saving from him to go out uh, and perhaps get somebody else. But we want your thoughts uh, on the trade, 702-365-9200. We're also talking about the schedule now that we've had about 24 hours uh, to really look into it and assess it. There's some there's some really difficult stretches. That first five games of the season, and we're going to get into this in a little bit, um, is treacherous. I wouldn't freak out. Uh, whatever the record might be, you don't want to be 0-5, obviously, or 1-4. But short of that, any kind of combination beyond those two numbers, I wouldn't freak out necessarily. Um, it's a long season. It's a marathon season. 
Uh, and we've find, you know, obviously found that out even more last year with 17 games. There's time, plenty of time, to get yourself right. Uh, there was a stretch of time last year when the Raiders, toward the end of the season, were what? They lost four or five straight games or something along those lines, and it looked bleak. Uh, but guess what? There was still time left for them to get it together. Now, they don't want to put themselves in that kind of a position where they're going to need other teams to stub their toe and help out a little bit and then get on a run and get on a roll. That part of it was good. But having to rely on others uh, to stumble a little bit and to fall a little bit, i.e. the Chargers, you can't expect that to happen. Uh, you can't uh, prepare or, or um, you know, uh, look at that, what happened last year, and say, well, the same thing could happen again this year. Yeah, sure it can, but you don't want to count on that uh, to happen. You've got to pave your own way. I think the Raiders will. Uh, but when you look at that schedule, it's going to be a treacherous road to start off with, without question. They play all three of their AFC West opponents, plus they play in Nashville a Tennessee Titans team that, frankly, um, ha- is a playoff team. They've been that the last couple of years. They've proven that. Uh, and then the Arizona Cardinals, who as late as going into December last year, there were a lot of people who thought maybe they were the best team in the NFC. Remember, they were the uh, the best team in the AFC West for sure for most of last year. It wasn't until the end of the year where the Rams really uh, made a run on them. So uh, they come into Allegiant Stadium game two. Uh, that's a, form- for a formidable opponent and somebody that the Raiders can't overlook. So when you look at the Chargers, the Broncos, the Titans, uh, the Denver Broncos, the Chiefs, all in a row to start this season, that's a tough road to hoe. Uh, but uh, we'll see where the Raiders are at that point. I, again, not going to freak out, and you shouldn't either, wherever they might be, or get too high, too low, whatever the case is. It is a long season. We want your th- season. We want your thoughts, 702-365-9200. Uh, your thoughts on the schedule, your thoughts on uh, the Brian Edwards trade. What does that mean? Um, who's going to be that other wide receiver? Now, here, keep this in mind. Um, when you look at the history of the Patriots, and we have to look at recent history uh, in New England because the offensive coordinator there for so many years is now the head coach of the, the, the Raiders. Uh, and he had a big say, Josh McDaniels did, in what the direction was in terms of the offense uh, in New England. So you have to look at what he was doing in New England uh, and sort of figure that some of that, at least, is going to come here uh, with him to Las Vegas. It makes sense, right? Um, well, if you look at the Patriots, they do so many different things from a personnel standpoint offensively. I know everyone's been asking, who's going to be that third wide receiver? Who's going to be the third wide receiver? You've got Devontae Adams. You've got you know Hunter Renfro. Who's going to be the number three? Now, especially after Brian Edwards um, is no, got traded and is no longer here. You know what? There's going to be plenty of times this year, you guys, plenty of times, where the uh, Raiders are operating either in 12 personnel, one wide receiver, uh, two tight ends, two wide receivers, or sometimes 22 personnel. Uh, they're they're going to be in 13 personnel sometimes. They're going to have three tight ends uh, out there. Uh, if you look back at the Patriots, uh, and off this is kind of off the top of my head, uh, and in talking to some people, they don't always roll with three wide receivers. So it might be a situation where, um, that's the lesser when they use three wide receiver sets. That's that's that they'll, they'll do that least perhaps uh, next year. So maybe it's not so important who that quote unquote third wide receiver is going to be because they may not even be in that personnel grouping uh, a whole lot of time next year. That said, I think Demarcus Robinson, Keelan Cole, who's I think a sneaky 
not big signing, but a, uh, a, a sneaky, shrewd signing is what I'm going to say. Uh, this guy can play football, as can Demarcus Robinson. But Keelan Cole, um, and he hasn't exactly been in some great quarterback situations. Let's be perfectly honest about that. I would venture to say that coming here to the Raiders, uh, he's got as stable a quarterback situation as he's probably had in a long, long time, if ever. So um, here's a guy that, that gets it done and has shown that he can uh, produce. Maybe this is you know uh, a, a door for him just open for him to, to get more snaps and to get more time uh, and to be more productive. So uh, we'll see. Uh, it was certainly a, a surprise. I, I didn't expect to get the news today that Brian Edwards got traded. I did think, and we talked about this uh, earlier on the, on the uh, morning tailgate show, don't be surprised at some trades that are going to happen here because then there's a couple of position groups. Wide receiver was one of them. So is running back. That's a position that uh, when you look at the running back room, it's pretty crowded right now. You know, they, they drafted a couple of running backs. They signed uh, an undrafted free agent running back. They signed two running backs in free agency. They added a fullback in free agency. And, oh, by the way, they still have Josh J- uh, Jacobs. They still have uh, Kenyon Drake. So um, that's a pretty crowded room right now. I think the trade of Brian Edwards could be something that we circle back to in terms of the running back room at some point. I'm not saying there's a move that's getting ready to happen or it's going to happen tomorrow or next week. But as I, I, I talked about this morning uh, on the morning tailgate show with uh, Clay Baker and Heidi Fang, it could get to a point where the Raiders at, down the line in training camp look at their running back at the room and understand there's some good players that are going to potentially get cut here. Because uh, there's not enough room to keep everybody. Um, so, however, you know, maybe they need a little bit of help at linebacker. Maybe they need, uh, they, they, they figured out they may need something uh, or at offensive line. Or maybe somebody's gotten hurt at another position. You don't want that uh, on anybody, but it's a possibility. We're talking about football. So maybe down the line, you look at the running back room and the surplus that you possibly have if everybody stays healthy and decide to dip into that strength to find a trade partner who might have a uh, surplus of something that you need, and then you line up uh, in a trade. So don't rule that out uh, as well. And today I think we saw a bit of that uh, where the Raiders, dealing from a position of strength, went out and got a, uh, a fifth-round draft pick. I know it's not much, but fifth-round picks, now you got, I think, two of them. You can always move up into the fourth round uh, next year or package that to get up higher in the draft if you want to get up, up higher in the second round, whatever the case might be. Um, what ultimately happened was the Raiders decided that Brian Edwards, uh, there was there just wasn't enough room on the team for him. They like where they are um, with their other wide receivers, and dealing from a position of strength, were able to trade a pretty good young player and get at least something uh, in return. And I still think, I still think, uh, this could be the precursor uh, to something else. By the way, uh, just to let you know, this half of In the Huddle is sponsored by the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. You know, there's nothing worse than living in chronic pain with little hope. And far too many of us are in that situation. Uh, And we all know somebody that that probably is, whether it's your mom, uh, a grandparent, a friend, a cousin, uh, whatever the case might be. We all know people that are dealing with pain. The Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas offers genuine relief from even the most severe and persistent forms of pain. Call their office today 
or book an appointment online to find out how you can live as pain-free a life as possible. Please call them at 702-257-7246. Of course, we're uh, hoping to get calls from you guys, 702-365-9200. What are your thoughts on uh, the Raiders trading Brian Edwards? Uh, And when you start looking at other positions of, of strength right now where the numbers are working in their favor, I go right back. Uh, to running back, think of it: Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Brandon Bolden, Zamir White, who they drafted uh, out of Georgia, Amir Abdullah, who they signed uh, as a free agent, Sincere McCormick, who they brought in as an undrafted free agent, Britton Brown, who they signed uh, out of UCLA, and that's not uh, accounting for your fullback, Jacob uh, uh, Johnson. Uh, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've heard Jacob, and I've heard. Jakob uh, Johnson as well. So uh, I guess when we talk to him uh, later on down the road, we're going to get a definitive answer on what he wants to be called uh, and what he prefers, and we're going to roll uh, with that. But that's a lot of people uh, in the backfield. It's a lot of players. And I know that guys like Brandon Bolden uh, have a familiarity with this offense, uh, a trust factor, a confidence factor uh, with this new offensive uh, uh, staff. So when you start looking in and around Brandon Bolden, I think Zamir White is going to be here for a good long while. Uh, he's part of the future without question. Um, so when you start looking in and around, I don't want to you know, point anybody out in particular, but you do the math. Maybe there might be a market uh, out there for uh, one of the running backs to be able to go shore up uh, a, a, another area. And that's, to me, um, you know, something that still needs to be, and I know that uh, they're busy at work over there uh, at the practice facility in Henderson head- headquarters, you know, trying to still can look at this roster and figure it out and figure out uh, where they're strong and where they might need some help. We saw the trade uh, yesterday uh, bringing in a- another quarterback, uh, right? Uh, uh, Jarrett Stidman, Stidham uh, is here now with the Raiders. Uh, Nick Mullins is here with the Raiders. Chase Garbers, the undrafted free agent from Cal. Uh, who they brought in, and of course, uh, Derek Carr. And I've gotten a lot of questions. Why would they trade, trade for uh, Jared Stidham? Look, three three quarterbacks, and if, again, if you look at the history of the uh, New England Patriots, they usually roll uh, with, with, with three quarterbacks. And Josh McDaniels has told us that he likes to get young players in the system uh, to, to uh, you know, get them under contract, develop them for as long as they're under contract, teaching them the same thing from the same people, uh, over and over and over again, over a period of time. And then at the end of that time, what do you got in this guy? Maybe he's going to be your starting quarterback or whatever the position is. Uh, or maybe he's going to be a good uh, backup. And I know that, you know, talking to some people about Jarrett, maybe that's what he profiles as. Maybe he just profiles as a good, solid backup quarterback that's going to know the system inside and out, understand his role, be okay with his role, be able to get in there um, when when situation arises or a situation dictates it, um, and he's going to be able to give you good, solid, solid serviceable, serviceable football. And uh, between he and Mullins, that's very interesting to me. If something were to happen uh, to Derek Carr, we don't want to obviously uh, go down that path. Um, but you know, you hate talking about injuries, but injuries are a reality of life uh, in the NFL. But if something were to happen uh, you know, to Derek Carr and he had to go out of the, the lineup for two, three, four games, you know, the rule of thumb always on your backup quarterbacks is who gives you the best chance to really stay afloat, maybe, maybe win two or four games uh, when the starter uh, is, is out. 
do you feel like Jared uh, Stidham is is that quality of a quarterback? Hard to tell. We haven't seen a lot of him. But he's only going into really, um, you know, uh, what, year three because, uh, uh, you know, there, there was a wash one year with some injuries. Nick Mullins, I mean, he's shown uh, in 20 career starts, I think it is, that, you know, he could deliver a, a serviceable uh, level of play. And some of those 49ers teams – uh, that he was uh, playing on weren't the best uh, 49er teams uh, of all time. So you put him in a good situation here with the Raiders, and he gets coached up, and he understands the system. Uh, is he somebody that you feel uh, comfortable with uh, throwing him out there? But to me, that's going to be a great battle to keep an eye on, and I am not wouldn't rule out or be surprised uh, if the Raiders held on to uh, Derek Carr, Jarrett, and Nick Mullins uh, when the final roster uh, is announced, and just be strong uh, at that position. It doesn't roll out that you know one guy wouldn't dress on one particular week. Make that a competition. Who's going to be the guy that dresses out behind uh, Derek Carr each week? Uh, get the best out of them. Uh, make those practices uh, in that classroom rep. Uh, make it as competitive as possible so you figure you're getting the best possible version of whoever your backup quarterback is that particular week between those particular players. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila in Bajador. We are live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook at the Treasure Island Hotel. If you're nearby, come on by. There's great food. There's all kinds of sports, uh, uh, playoff hockey, playoff basketball, baseball. There is some horse racing going on, so come on down and join us at the Golden Circle Sportsbook at the Treasure Island Hotel. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Friday. We are live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook in the Treasure Island Hotel right off the Las Vegas Boulevard, um, and free parking here at the Treasure Island. Uh, the uh, Golden Circle Sportsbook is right off the casino floor. There's great food. There's great drinks, uh, all kinds of uh, sports uh, on the television. So uh, you know how uh, they roll uh, here at the Golden Circle Sportsbook. Before we get to our weekly mailbag, uh, and uh, our, our uh, producer, Joseph uh, Costa, is going to help us with that in just one second. But I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't take one look back uh, and maybe for the last time uh, of our uh, here uh, on Raider Nation Radio, but that 2020 draft class, oh my goodness gracious, uh, for the Raiders. Um, I mean, it's just there's no other way uh, to express it other than it was an epic failure, without question. You're talking about two first-round picks, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, no longer uh, on the roster, both released after controversial off-field, obviously, uh, and in one case, tragic situation uh, incidents. Uh, uh, Lynn Bowden Jr., um, who never made it uh, out of training camp in his rookie year before getting traded to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tanner Muse never played a down uh, with the Raiders before getting released last year. Brian Edwards, also in the third round, and Lynn Bowden and, and Tanner were also third-round picks. Brian Edwards traded, uh, you know, going into his third year with the Raiders. Uh, that's the only players that are left uh, from that draft class are John Simpson, um, who claimed the starting job uh, at left guard last year, played reasonably well, uh, and Amik Robertson, who, frankly, uh, hasn't seized his opportunities necessarily 
to win a uh, a role on this team or to earn a role on this team. So really, uh, last man standing at this point, and we'll see if Amik Robertson can take advantage of this opportunity going into his third year. But John Simpson uh, is really the only player that, uh, to this point, um, has has uh, stuck and 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 contributed. Uh, so. You never know how drafts are going to work out. Uh, it's why it's a crapshoot to begin with, and um, you know the odds usually aren't in your favor. And it's why when you talk about drafts and you talk to to NFL people all the time, yeah, of course you want to hit the home runs. That goes without saying, and hopefully you do. And the Raiders have, you know, uh, with a Max Crosby, let's say, and a, and a Hunter Renfro. I think you could, you could put him in the home run uh, category, uh, at least a, a, a good double off the wall. Um, at this point in his career. Um, but, you know, really you're looking for, is this player going to be able to start for us and contribute for us or create a role for himself, whether it's special teams or as a backup or as a ro- rotational player? Um, you know, nobody sits there every draft. And I know I talk to, to, to people in the NFL, and they are as honest as can be. You hope that you hit home runs. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you hear a lot of, boy, if we could get, uh, you know, some great pass rush snaps out of this guy, uh, or, you know, hey, maybe we got a good rotational uh, offensive tackle uh, out of our fifth-round pick. Uh, and if he evolves into a starter, that's that's gravy. But right now we'll just take a good, uh, you know, uh, swing tackle or, or swing offensive lineman. I mean, that's a lot of times the legit goal because those guys know how difficult it is to make that transition going from college to the NFL. So there's no guarantees. We know that. That said, the 2020 Raiders draft class was just an epic uh, failure and there's no two ways uh, to go about it uh, but that's that and without further ado we're going to go to our weekly mailbag remember uh, i do a mailbag each week for the uh, las vegas review journal vegas nation vegasnation.com uh, but there's usually so many questions that i get asked i can't answer them all uh, in print it's still a newspaper we still have uh, inches to deal with and and uh, space to deal with so what we end up doing every friday is we answer the questions uh, here on Raider Nation Radio uh, in the huddle. And without further ado, Joseph Costa, take it away, brother. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. I don't think Joseph uh, is ready uh, at the moment, but. Uh, that was just the intro. Oh, okay. If you want to go, yeah, go for it. All right. First one is our O line a tad underrated. Seems to improve as the season went on. We have an all-pro left tackle, improved second-half center, and a second-year first-rounder right tackle from Bama. Our guard, op- our guard options aren't good, but great, no pun intended. Other teams seem to do more with less, too. Okay, and Joseph, who, who uh, sent us that, that question? If you Mike, me- Mike Tar 5 on Twitter. Okay, yeah, if you could uh, let me know um, who, who sent the questions, that would be great so everyone gets the recognition. Um, you know, I think the offensive line is, is, is still obviously a work in progress. Uh, I think the Raiders have a pretty decent idea of what that five, uh, you know, uh, man group is going to be ultimately. Uh, but I don't think anything's etched in stone. I think they're going to give everybody an opportunity to earn their way uh, to say that they're one of the five best offensive linemen and a, and a cohesive unit uh, before this season starts. Now, also, when you look at some of the moves that the Raiders have or haven't made. Um, along the offensive line, uh, yes, they went out and get uh, Thayer Munford, a seventh-round pick um, from uh, from Ohio State. Yes, they went out and drafted uh, Dylan Parham from uh, Memphis, uh, a third-round uh, 
guard center uh, player, and I think both of those players are going to get an opportunity to contribute as early as possible. Uh, but other than that, and then signing Alex Bars, who's kind of a utility guy uh, that can play a bunch of different positions. I don't know if he uh, profiles as a starter necessarily, but definitely a valuable uh, piece to have that can that can fill a bunch of holes. Um, other than that, and re-signing Brandon Parker, they really haven't done much in terms of outside help to address this offensive line. It tells me two things. Number one, they either feel pretty good about what they've seen on film um, and what they internally feel they have uh, as far as the pieces to put a, uh, a decent offensive line together, and, and they're confident about that. Or uh, they're going to, and I think this is the more likely scenario, I think they're going to give it through at least minicamp to kind of get a good idea, an eyeball on uh, what they have to work with. And then at that point, if they're comfortable rolling into training camp uh, with that crew competing for those roles, uh, that's what's going to happen. Or maybe they get to the end of minicamp and the end of June and say, you know what, um, we feel pretty good but not great. Let's go see if there's something out there, whether it's the trade market or the free agent market, uh, to bring in a veteran that they feel is going to be able to solidify a position and help strengthen that offensive line. All right. Next one comes from Greg Matos at Matos614 on Twitter. Given we haven't heard anything about Bradbury taking visits, do you think he's waiting a few weeks until June 1st when Raiders and former D.C. can clear up some cap room? Uh, yeah, and I, I, I touched on that earlier. I think uh, no news is good news right now if you're a Raiders fan. Uh, as we explained earlier, uh, the Raiders uh, will have $20 more million to work with under the salary cap uh, post-June 1st. So on June 2nd, that money becomes available or that cap space becomes available. Um, and they'll be in a much better position to bring in a player the caliber of a, of a James Bradbury if they so choose. And if you look at what's happening or not happening right now, maybe that's kind of an indication that, um, that James Bradbury wants to hear what the Raiders have to say at a certain point before he makes his ultimate decision. Uh, the good news is um, uh, for, for all sides, nobody's getting paid right now. Uh, nobody's losing money, making money, or, or anything like that. So a guy like James Bradbury, who was basically sitting in limbo for the longest uh, on the Giants roster, wondering if he was going to get traded uh, or if he was going to get released or how that was all going to work out. Uh, you know, you figure he's waited that long and waited that long, uh, maybe a couple more weeks to see um, when everybody, and there's other teams that are going to get some more money under the salary cap uh, post-June as well. Uh, maybe he wants to see at the highest level possible in terms of how much money could be out there for him. Maybe he's going to be patient and waits for all of that to, to be disclosed uh, and for all teams to then approach him uh, in, in ways that they can't right now. All right, so the next one's a few McDaniels, uh, Josh McDaniels themed. Considering I am a Patriots fan, I do have some uh, ex uh -oh. expertise in the situation. All right. Q and I had talked about this earlier uh, on, on Unnecessary Roughness. Okay. Um, about how the Patriot way and all that, mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. Uh, Bob from La Bamba uh, on Twitter. I believe the Gruden effect was partially due to the Raiders getting more than their fair sh share of primetime games. The networks wanted a villain. McDaniel's is clearly not. Thoughts? Is he now? Is he? I'll add to this. Is he not a villain? Uh, because he's really like, I mean, he's a Bill Belichick prodigy, but it's like he doesn't really fit that sort of Bill Belichick stoic mode, focus on the game type right. deal. We're on to Seattle uh, yeah. thing. 
uh, you know, you could probably make a little bit of a case uh, for that. Um, you know, I know John Gruden understood that all the there, there was always one camera devoted, actually multiple cameras d- devoted to, to John Gruden, uh, and he played into that, whether intentionally or subconsciously, with the facial expressions, with the demeanor, all of that. It was great television, and of course. Um, you know, uh, the networks probably wanted to play that up uh, a, a little bit. And so, you know, uh, as a result, the Raiders got primetime slots. Uh, so I definitely agree with that. And if you want to look at Matt as a, as a villain, uh, probably that a little bit too. People either loved or hated uh, John Gruden. He understood that he was a target and a lightning rod and kind of thrived on that. So uh, all good. Um, as far as Josh McDaniels goes, when, when we look at the Raiders, they do have four uh, primetime games because that 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 Pittsburgh game is Christmas Eve on a Saturday night uh, on NFL Network, so that's got the prime slot right there. So there are four primetime games. Uh, so in that way, they didn't necessarily get slighted. And then also, I think they have a chance to earn a couple of more big stage games. That Kansas City Chiefs game, as as Q was talking about on unnecessary roughness, who knows what's going to be at stake uh, in that game? And that we can we can probably count on if things break. Uh, right for both teams, we could probably count on that game, you know, being because uh, right now it's it's an either or. I think it's January seventh or eighth. We don't even know what day it's going to be. So that's a game that can absolutely get vaulted uh, into a a prime time slot. So there's five, uh, and you never know uh, with the uh, with the uh, schedule the way it is. Uh, especially coming down the stretch, there's an opportunity for the Raiders. Who knows? San Francisco 49ers uh, against the Raiders. That's a that's a game that could get some uh, bigger play uh, when the time comes. So um, I, I, I do think there was something to that in terms of John Gruden and the villain and the you know the the character and the the Chucky and all that. Uh, but I think the Raiders are also going to earn their way uh, to some more uh, primetime games this year. And you know, never know that Kansas City. Um, Raiders game at the end of the season could be for the division, could be for a playoff spot. You never know. You got to play the games. Yes, you do uh, absolutely. And I know that it would be nerve wracking for Raider Nation if it came down to the playoffs um, being at stake in that game. You want to have things sewn up before then. But if you were to ask, would you rather that or would you rather be out of it? Of course, you would take that opportunity. So we'll see. Uh, right now, I think Raider Nation wants to have everything wrapped up, wrapped up before that game even uh, comes about. But we'll see what they're, uh, what, what tune they're singing uh, by week 17 or 16. Maybe that becomes a salvation game. I don't want to say the name on Twitter. I mean, I, I don't want to say the name over the air because I don't believe it's uh, FCC reg- regulated. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Did it start with an S? Yes. Okay, so we're going to say Sam. Sam. Uh, Sam on Twitter. Uh, so I get the Patriot connection, but why trade for Stidham? Are they planning on carrying three quarterbacks or having competition for the backup? And well, they're, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'd like to add this, being the Patriot thing. I mean, they add it for the backup competition because Jared Stidham came off when Cam Newton was Patriot, to the, uh, Patriot quarterback. He came off after the, it looked like it really wasn't working. It's more so for that backup. Patriots, I know they always carry the three quarterbacks, but it was really only ever two. That third guy was there, was just there, especially when you had, for 20 plus years, for 20 years, you had Tom Brady as a starter. Everybody knew either Jimmy G or uh, Matt Castle and um, Jacoby Brissett for Jacoby, a second. Yeah. You know, when, when guys are getting, you know, suspended for games for, uh, for deflating balls and stuff, but, uh, yeah. but, but I digress. 
But yeah, uh, are they planning to carry three quarterbacks or just competition for the backup? Well, I think they are. Um, I, I do think the plan probably is to carry three quarterbacks uh, and let that be a not necessarily a revolving door behind Derek Carr, but a competition on a weekly basis uh, to decide who's going to be um, you know the the backup quarterback. Uh, I think I have a feeling anyway uh, that that might be a uh, an ongoing battle, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, it keeps everybody on their toes. To me. Uh, a guy like Nick and a guy like Jared are, you know, uh, they could be kind of comparable type players uh, in terms of effectiveness. I think they're a little bit different in how they go about it, uh, and that can play into it as well. But I don't think that there's anything wrong going into a week-to-week situation where you're telling pretty, two pretty good backup, uh, you know, uh, possibilities or prospects, battle it out to decide who gets dressed out and who doesn't. And I think that when it comes to uh, a game week, I think you're going to see – uh, two quarterbacks dressed uh, and one guy, you know, uh, uh, you know, not not activated that week. But I think that role again can change. So if you're talking about why do you tra- why do you uh, trade for uh, Jared Sidham? Look, he's got familiarity with the offense. He knows Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels knows him. Uh, he's still got a ceiling. Um, I think one, you know, last year got wiped out because of the back injury uh, that cost him the first half of the season. And by the time he come, came came back. Mac Jones had taken hold of that job. Uh, but it's not a bad thing to strengthen and be as strong as possible. If you, uh, on your roster, can have two guys that you could be comfortable with, and again, the Patriots did that. Remember, they had Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo on the, on the uh, roster at the same time. So um, that could be that kind of a situation. And I'm not saying either uh, will ever rise to the, to the uh, level of a Jimmy Garoppolo uh, and a Jacoby Brissett, but that would be the goal, and I think they, the, the Raiders feel like both of those guys have some potential to be pretty good options. Ole Raider, just a quick question. Vinny, the most important question he has is, have contracts begun with Hunter Renfro? Have contract talks begun uh, with yes. Hunter Renfro? Uh, yeah. I, you know, I can't, I can't sit here and say that they've officially uh, engaged in talks, but knowing how these things usually work, uh, I'm sure uh, both sides have a pretty good idea of what um, of where their position is right now, and I think that dialogue, I'm sure, has been shared. Those conversations have been had, uh, but to say that they have uh, official, um, you know, are, are, are deep into talks, uh, I'm not quite sure. But I, but I would imagine that there's been preliminary talks, and those that's a that's one of those contract deals, uh, and I do expect something to happen fairly soon. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen before training camp, in training camp, after training camp. Uh, but I think, I think within this calendar year, let's put it that way, uh, we'll probably see some some movement on a uh, on a on a uh, contract extension for Hunter Renfro. No name McGillicuddy at Crown and Cigar. Do you think we will see more? Four, do, you, do you think that? Ah, do you yeah. think we will see more four man or three man fronts in defense? And second question: What is your guess for the starting offensive line? More, uh, uh, okay, so I think the question is, uh, uh, will the Raiders play more out of the 4-3 front uh, than the 3-4 front? I, you know what? It's, I, I'm, I'm as curious as anybody on that. Uh, I think their base defense is definitely going to be a 3-4. It seems like they've built their defensive line and their linebacker, linebacker core with that in mind to be a base 3-4 defense. Um, but there's, uh, I also, hearing Patrick Graham talk, uh, and we got a chance to talk to him briefly uh, and, and watching or looking back at his history and going back and, and listening to some of the interviews that he's done in the past. He's a guy that likes to do a bunch of different things. And I think the one uh, pleasant, 
not surprise, but pleasant development that I think Raiders fans are going to see is that it's going to change. It's going to evolve in terms of who the Raiders are playing, what the situation is. Is it a heavy team? Um, is it a, do they spread it out uh, and, and force you to, uh, to, to defend every blade of grass on the field? Uh, a lot of it is going to be predicated on what the other team does and what Patrick Graham and the, and the uh, Raiders staff thinks they need to do and how they need to match up to match up in order to mitigate whatever strengths they have. And I think that's going to be a cool thing to watch throughout the course of the season. So to, to answer the question, I can't sit here and say what they're going to do more of, uh, whether you're going to have four down linemen with hands on the ground or three with a guy up uh, or, or sometimes two down linemen. And two. It's going to be a bunch of different things, that they, that they, uh, the, how they attack people. And I kind of think that that's going to – I like that, and I think it's going to be refreshing for Raider fans uh, to see the creativity that they're going to see on this defense. And we got time for a few more. Raider Cam at Cameron Park 81. What kind of effect can weeks 8 to 12 have on the squad? One home game in four weeks, also three straight primetime games after that stretch. He's yeah. Got a lot to deal with. Yes, uh, it, it certainly is. Um, but, you know, uh, and, and weeks 12 uh, or weeks 8 through 12, I'm just going to read it off. Uh, the Raiders are at the New Orleans Saints. They're at the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're home to the Colts. They're at the Denver Broncos, and they're at the Seattle Seahawks. Um, you know, when I look at this part of the schedule, I see an opportunity for the Raiders, to be perfectly frank. Yes, going to New Orleans, difficult task. Yes, going to play at Seattle, difficult task. If you've never been to either of those venues, um, you're going to have a headache afterwards. It's that loud. It's that, it's that rowdy. Uh, it's a great environment, and the Raiders have to deal with that no matter what the situation is. However, when I look at the Saints, I'm still not convinced that Jameis Winston is a quarterback that um, you know keeps you up at night, tossing and turning. So I think it's, it's, they're not going to, to New Orleans to play in the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium, Dome Stadium, with, with Drew Brees and Sean Payton on the sideline. That's changed. So I think that there's an opportunity for the Raiders to be able to go in there and deal with that. Uh, you look at the, the, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the world of Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to have a fabulous career. I don't know if he's ready to turn that corner this year. Um, and so, and I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars, where they are as a roster, where they are in their progression and their uh, trajectory, they're not where they want to be. Not yet, anyway. And I think there's an opportunity for the Raiders to go to Jacksonville and win a football game. At home against the Colts, here's the thing. Matt Ryan is now the quarterback for the Colts. I don't know how much he has left in his gas tank. Uh, maybe he's got a, uh, it's a you know, uh, it's, it's second life for him. And if so, um, he's a good enough quarterback. But I don't know. I don't know where Matt Ryan is right now uh, in his career and what he's going to offer the Colts right now. So when I look at the Colts, again, especially with their quarterback situation, and I, I see an opportunity uh, for, for the Raiders. Going to uh, Denver without question, uh, that's going to be a difficult task. It's a division rival. you got Russell Wilson. You've got a really good defense. Um, so to me, that's going to be a dogfight, and I uh, wouldn't be surprised whatever happened one way or another in that game. Then on the road against the Seattle Seahawks, we talked about this yesterday, who's the quarterback for the Seahawks? That's the first thing I look at. When I look at a schedule, what quarterbacks are you going to be playing? Well, we've already talked about the Saints. Mm, all right. All right. Uh, now we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks. I don't even know who their starting quarterback is going to be by that time uh, in the air. Does Drew Locke take that job and run with it? Does Drew Locke really 
give off those kind of vibes, like he's going to just turn it around uh, and be the guy? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, so again, going into a, a really difficult uh, stadium and environment, but with where the Seattle Seahawks are quarterback wise, I see another opportunity uh, for the Raiders. So I'm if, when I'm looking at that part of the schedule, I see some vulnerability on the opposing side and an opportunity for the Raiders. You also start out of the bye week playing the Houston Texans at home. There you go. So, uh, so, you, get, so you get your you get your good footy now, and then you go from there. Yeah, and you know I, I talked about this uh, earlier uh, on the uh, the morning tailgate. You know when you're a starting pitcher in baseball, the first thing you look at on the uh, batting order of the other team is where are the outs. You know who can I? You know I'm going to have to really deal with like, and you know it's going to be a tough matchup and a tough go. Where can I get some outs? Where do I go to? Where do I turn to in this batting order to get some outs? Not that you ever overlook anybody, but you are in, you know, uh, inherently in your head going, that guy's not going to beat me. You know, the other guy, uh, it's a 50-50 proposition sometimes, but that guy's not going to beat me. And I'm going to attack this guy and make quick work of him and get him out of the way. And I think that when you look at this schedule, especially with how it starts, you got a murderous row to some extent where it starts those first five games. After that, you're to me, the way it looks on paper right now, and it could all change uh, come that time of year, but it almost looks like this is the bottom of the order uh, that, the, that, the, uh, that the Raiders are going to be dealing with. It doesn't mean you can overlook them because that's the worst feeling. When somebody you know you should be able to get out, uh, you, know, you leave one over the, over the plate and they, and they take your yard, uh, and all of a sudden you're looking at a 4-1 uh, deficit. The, these are the teams, these are the opponents that the Raiders have to make quick work of, and I really feel like uh, they should be able to do, on paper right now anyway. All right, that's it. All right, uh, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for all the great questions. Uh, you can check it out also uh, in print over at, the, uh, over at Vegas Nation. You can download the app, VegasNation.com, or just go to Vegas Nation, or excuse me, Download the app, Vegas Nation, or go to the computer, VegasNation.com. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Friday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. You know, it's your time to buy or sell a home, and the Realty One Group wants to be the ones to be part of your story. Yes, the housing market's hectic. We all understand that. Uh, the prices are going through the roof. But but it's still a great time to sell and even buy the home of your dreams. To do so, you'll need a hardworking real estate professional to get it done, and Realty One Group has got you covered. They know the market. They know the neighborhoods, they know the transactions, and they know they can get this done for you. Realty One Group was founded in Las Vegas, and it's been their home for more than 11 years. They've been opening doors for their clients and opening doors for real estate professionals to live better lives. They are also proud to give back to the community, donating their time and resources to make an impact. So whether you're selling or buying... Call Realty One Group today at 888-461-0101. By the way, uh, just a little heads up. Next week, a week from tomorrow, uh, I am honored to be uh, a featured guest at the Raider Nation Summer Kickoff 2022, uh, Saturday, May 21st, at the Stramler Park uh, on Chester Avenue in Bakersfield, California. Uh, There'll be special guests. There'll be live performances, vendors, carnival games, 
prizes, uh, just go to uh, Summer Kickoff 2022.eventbrite.com. Uh, and by the way, Foster Moreau, Denzel Perryman, and one Hunter Renfro uh, will also be on hand uh, along with me uh, over at the uh, Raider Nation Summer Kickoff 2022. Get your tickets at Summer Kickoff 2022.eventbrite.com. Dot com to go check out Foster, Denzel, and Hunter Renfro. And then he did, didn't get it oh. in before when, when we were answering questions about, yes. the, about okay. Hunter Renfro and the Josh McDaniels connection. Yes. Patriots way, Julian Edelman, Wes Walker, slot receivers, as Q and I was talking about earlier on Unnecessary Roughness, that slot receiver sort of like that was the main offensive tool for the Patriots for so many years with Tom Brady and those two. Yes, exactly, and um, th- that's a great point uh, that you and Q were making. Um, so Hunter Renfro is going to be a very valuable, very effective player uh, in, in, in this system. And here's the thing, what's great now, as opposed to sometimes even when Julian Edelman and those guys were doing their thing, um, I got did, did Randy Moss cross over with those guys? He had to have crossed over with a couple of those guys, right? With Wes Welker, yes. Okay, so picture that. Picture that, and I'm, I'm sitting here saying right now, especially right now, and I'm the biggest Randy Moss fan in the world. I think Devontae Adams, at this point in his career, is better than when uh, Randy was, was in uh, New England. That's the kind of player that the Raiders got in Devontae Adams. So now imagine Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro slash Wes Welker, Julius Edelman, and, and... The Gronk version of the tight end in Darren Waller. There are a couple of there. There are two different sorts of players, uh, but when you look at the numbers, when you look at the numbers, Darren Waller is somebody that you have to deal with and contend with. So I like where you and Q were headed with that because the way that offense is structured and the way, and I, I, I've heard this so many times about. Uh, Josh McDaniels. I mean, people that I truly, truly respect in the game of football that are calling shots for their teams right now. When they say this is one of the few offensive brain game changers in the NFL, and knowing what I know that some of those guys have said about other guys, trust me when I say that, I'm taking their word for it when they say Josh McDaniels is a difference maker. So imagine taking taking it to the next level, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Derek Carr, Foster Moreau, all of these offensive weapons with Josh McDaniels calling the shots. That could be a pretty, pretty powerful offense. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Friday. We are live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook here at the Treasure Island Hotel. we got baseball, basketball, hockey, there's horse racing, whatever it is that tickles your fancy. Of course, there's a big, huge casino right to the left of us. Whatever tickles your fancy, food, drinks, whatever it is, come on by because Treasure Island Hotel and the Golden Circle Sportsbook have got you covered. Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas.